Welcome to the second episode of Put That On Everything. I'm your host, Tim. Today, we'll be discussing the Chiefs, the San Antonio Zoo, and keep your eyes on the outfit and not what I'm doing. And we are back. Thank you for tuning in for the second episode of Put That On Everything. Once again, I'm your host, Tim, bringing you this week's sports and culture for your consumption, your approval, and hopefully your gratitude. (laughs) I'm just playing. Well, I want to, again, you know, welcome everybody back to the second episode. It was great having you guys on for the first. The feedback was strong. The love was strong. I really appreciate everybody tuning in for that first episode. And we have a lot more content coming in this week. I'm sure as you guys all know, this weekend was Super Bowl weekend. You know, the Chiefs were facing off against the 49ers, and it was definitely a game to behold. I'm still salty about this game, not because the 49ers lost. It's because I lost $5 on this game. Okay, now, you're just being like, Tim, like, why are you upset about five bucks? Listen, I'm cheap, okay? I'll be the first to admit it. Me losing $5 is not the highlight of my day. You know what you could do with $5 in New York City? Like, let's not talk about the dollar slices or the dollar Arizona ICs that you can get that'll probably give you diabetes down the line. But there's a lot of stuff that you can do. You can literally get on a train and ride around the entire city on one fare, okay? And on top of that, you get a transfer, okay? Second, If you wanted to, you can get a city bike, which I highly don't recommend because it's completely unsafe and you will get run over by a taxi. But that's also something that you could do. There's a whole bunch of options. Get yourself a bacon, egg and cheese, a New York City staple, you know, a breakfast sandwich, you know, to get you all your proteins and your vitamins and your minerals, everything that a growing kid needs to grow up in this ruthless but awesome city. So losing five dollars on that game had me in my feelings a bit. But overall, the game was kind of how everybody thought it was going to shape up to be. You know, it took a lot longer to get to the final destination, but it arrived all the same. Chiefs won. Pat Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP, score of 31 to 20. Actually thought the 49ers had him there for a minute, you know, but then they pulled the old Kyle Shanahan and gave up the game at the end because this dude can't close anything out. I don't know if he can close a door, close a book, close anything a window, whatever it is. He he can't seem to close anything. He did this with the Atlanta Falcons as the offensive coordinator against the Patriots, and now he's done it again to his own team. This dude, you know, as creative as he can be, he gets very stubborn down at the end of the game when you could have literally taken kneel downs and killed more clock than what he decided to do on a majority of those plays where he had Jimmy Garoppolo, a.k.a. Jimmy G, throwing passes, which I'm all for. People are, like, they're they're talking about Jimmy G is trash. Like, far from it. Like, the dude is not trash. But he didn't really give him much of an opportunity to make great plays. Like, you're going to sit here and say that Jimmy made some bad throws? Yes, what quarterback doesn't make bad throws? Pat Mahomes was looking like heart garbage for the better part of three quarters. But in the final quarter, he finally woke up and got to work. It was a tough game for both sides. Defenses were playing pretty strong up until the very end. 
Jimmy Garoppolo missed a couple plays, but that still falls upon the game plan of their coach. If their coach doesn't have faith in their quarterback, which I don't think that he did, he won't say it publicly, but you can obviously see that he did not have the utmost confidence in Jimmy Garoppolo to get the job done, that he decided to mostly call very conservative plays and worship the pass protection wasn't great on a majority of those plays that Jimmy Garoppolo missed. And even on the, the major plays that he did hit, aka the one great throw that he made to George Kittle going down the sideline right before the end of the first half, but Kittle got called for a pass interference penalty. That wasn't a bad throw on Jimmy Garoppolo's part. He had a good solid pocket. He made the throw. The throw was on point. It's just that there was a penalty on that play. This game does not fall at the feet of Jimmy Garoppolo. It falls at the feet of coaching. The defense did what they were supposed to do for the better part of three quarters. They were just on the field too long against an offense that's designed to exceed and go above and beyond and burn teams the longer that they have them on the field because they have extraordinary speed and weapons. Chiefs did what they were supposed to do. 49ers were supposed to have the game of their lifetimes that they wanted to have a chance, and they did for three and a half quarters. But three and a half quarters isn't a full four, and that's what you need to win. So Chiefs win. Shout out to Andy Reid. Huge fan of his for a number of years. He should have gotten one when he was with the Eagles, but better late than never. He's going in as a Hall of Fame coach. Shout out to him because he's always stayed true. He's always believed in his players, and he's always made sure to put his teams in the best possible situation. Now, on top of the Super Bowl, football aside, everybody wants to talk about the halftime show. Shout out to the fellow Bronxite, Jennifer Lopez, a.k.a. Jenny from the Block 6 Train Stand Up. You know, Pelham Bay Park, you know what it is. If you know, you know. But great show from top to bottom. Super entertaining. I don't know what Shakira was doing with the whole <laughs> tongue situation, but I can guarantee you she had everyone's attention during that entire halftime show. It was a great show. It was very phenomenal. Great pieces. Even seeing A-Rod dancing in the crowd was a little weird, but that's straight up what you should do if you are a guy supporting your woman. Be out there. And he's unabashedly in love with J-Lo. And hopefully she feels the same way because this will be what possibly marriage number three for her you know between ben affleck and mark anthony and now a-rod hopefully third time's the charm shout out to a-rod and j-lo it was a great show one of the things that i definitely wanted to get into with today's show as we're recording this in the middle of the week is the nba now i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I don't enjoy the NBA for what it is, but for years it's been the consistent same teams being in the finals, whether it's the Warriors or the Cavaliers. But this year has a bit of a different feel to it. It's quite obvious that the, the standard teams that everyone's accustomed to having in the finals just aren't going to be there. So this year, you know, you don't have the standard Golden State Warriors because Steph Curry's hurt. Same thing with Klay Thompson. Ken Kevin Durant is now on the net. Same thing with Kyrie Irving. You have some teams that actually stand a very good chance of making it to the finals this year, albeit the Clippers, the Lakers. Also, you know, you have the Milwaukee Bucks and any other team that's pretty much behind them sends a pretty decent chance. But the thing that I really want to get into is that we've reached the, the trading deadline, you know, in the NBA. And there's a few teams that are making some phenomenal moves out there. Say, for instance, the Los Angeles Clippers trading for Marcus Morris. And you also have a bevy of other trades happening in the league. You know, where the Warriors are trading D'Angelo Russell over to the Timberwolves. You know, the Andre Iguodala getting traded to the Heat. 
Clint Capella getting traded to the Hawks. You have a lot of trades going on, but one thing seems to remain consistent with the NBA, regardless of what season it is. My Knicks are trash. Like, they're hot garbage right now. We just fired our president. You know, again, I don't know what number president this guy is. And, in, 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 you know, again, we can't seem to make a, a consistent hire. Like, what the hell is going on in, in Madison Square Garden? Like, we can't seem to keep anybody, you know, in the in the job for more than three years. Like, we fired Steve Mills, you know, who I was rooting for as a black man. Like, you want to see a brother succeed in the job, you know, as being in a front office position, regardless of what industry you're in. I want to see you succeed, man. You're giving me hope that there's a chance for people like me to go out there and make it in this world. And you get fired, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and say that the firing was unjustified. Like, listen, Steve Mills, you didn't do a great job running the Knicks. Like, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Like, every season that the Knicks have been under your wing, whether Phil Jackson was there or whoever else was, Isaiah Thomas, they've sucked. Like, it's been trash. I would not buy a ticket to go see the Knicks right now. And I'm a diehard Knicks fan. And I'm only saying that because I am pissed off enough. I got to pay for the cable bill that I have to drop money on to see you guys on TV. I don't care that you win the occasional game. I want you to at least be competitive. But it seems that we can't keep anybody on our team long enough to be competitive. We don't draft well, with the exception of maybe R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson. And we still are trash. Like, we have an owner that doesn't care, you know, about the fans. He's admitted that. He just wants to sit courtside with the celebrities and basically show off whoever's sitting next to him you know he doesn't give a crap about what's going on in the court you know i don't even think he knows who's on the team right now he couldn't point out four guys and name them on his team that's how little he cares but you know what that's billionaire problems hashtag billionaire problems because this dude don't care about you know who's on the court he wants to know who's bringing him his courtside drink you know what i mean and i can't blame him but you at least got to show some sort of interest, man. Like you sitting over here, sauced on the sidelines, chilling. You know, I mean, if the game's gotten out of hand, you might as well just duck out and, and go practice with your band that you got, your little bluegrass band or whatever it is that you're playing the harmonica for. You know, I think it's called the James Dolan Experience. Like, oh my God, you couldn't pay me to sit down and listen to one of those shows. Like no disrespect to the actual, you know, musicians, on that band but no one wants to hear you play because it's the james james dolan experience or whatever it is like no one wants to sit through that fam i'm being completely honest with you people would rather walk on hot coals than listen to you blow into a harmonica and pretend to sing for however long your your treacherous album is because that's just that's just worse than waterboarding like no joke now, the other thing that I can't seem to wrap my head around as to why fans even bother to go to these games, you know, as a fan, you know, I understand that we all have to get into watching, you know, our teams, whether they're good or they're bad, but this is habitual, like terrible play and it's hard to get motivated to watch something like that. 
and and you sit here and you waste what is our most precious commodity on this planet time watching this garbage and we abide by it and it's just always going to be the same until this team manages to put a successful product on the field i don't want to hear any parts of it and that's just being straight up because you know what as a team they have to make sure that they're doing something to make us want to tune in not to just say that they're just slapping a product together and that's a somewhat relevant team this team isn't even somewhat relevant they're at the bottom of the freaking nba competing for a lottery spot which we can't even seem to do right because the last time we had an opportunity to get the number one overall pick we screwed that up missed out on zion uh, and john Morant, and we got rj barrett no disrespect to rj barrett he's actually a really good player but we missed out on the two top tier players and if you want to know what top tier is look at the highlights of john Morant and zion williams let's keep it funky here like they're they're actually like they look to be dangerous type of lethal players that you need on a court that you can build your franchise around i'm not saying that rj barrett can't be that guy but i'm not seeing that type of explosiveness because he's a much more smooth player the knicks need to do something to keep fans interested and i'm not saying that it's not possible that they can finally turn things around but i'm not seeing it like i'm not seeing the type of energy that you need as an organization the type of energy that you need to bring to get fans engaged because you know you're just collecting checks last time i checked the last valuation of the knicks was well into the billions of dollars if i was james dolan i wouldn't sell the team either anybody that's asking him to selling it is is stupid because why would you give away billions of dollars i would sit courtside too and chill if i could shake hands with chris rock spike lee whoever you know wants to come sit next to me and watch the knicks play and rub elbows with the social elite hell yeah don't act like you wouldn't too like i'd do it with some john varvato's boots and a gap blazer <laughs> like i don't care i would sit courtside and enjoy that and everybody who lives in this society would too having something that's worth a lot of money not just in terms of dollars but in terms of social status is something that we all aspire to have and anyone who's saying differently is lying or trying to sell you something. And that's just straight up facts. Wait, hold up. I just came across something recently that, that blew my mind. Apparently at the San Antonio Zoo, you can pay to have either a cockroach or a rat be eaten after you've named it after your ex on Valentine's Day. So apparently zoos are on hard times enough where they're now offering up animal sacrifices to be eaten, you know, after you name it after your ex, you know, because you, you feel some type of way and have it eaten on Valentine's Day. Listen, we, we need better coping mechanisms, people. <laughs> like this, this is sounding kind of crazy to me because why in the hell would you think that having an animal eaten would get you to feel better? Like, I understand that we don't like rodents and we don't like rats, but that that's nasty for one. Second of all, you gotta be more creative than that. Like, you just gonna sit there and just pay your hard-earned money to see something get eaten. Listen, I can tell you right now. If you went to New York at any point in the night, you could see a, a rat fighting a cat. You could 
you can see a, a raccoon and a possum argue, arguing over garbage at any point in time in Central Park. You can do that for free. So you're going to sit here and give your money away to see this happen because you want to name it Josh or Rebecca and have it get eaten by an animal. Listen, I feel your pain. Holidays, especially Valentine's Day, is not one of the, the most favorite holidays. It ain't in my top five. And that's not because guys don't get just as great gifts as women do. And yes, I said it, you know, but I will also say that Valentine's Day, you can make it your own thing. How about you treat yourself? Take yourself out to dinner. Go grab a drink. You ain't got to stay in your house on Valentine's Day. And better yet, you can just pretend like Valentine's Day doesn't exist. But this is the type of stuff that that makes me wonder what the hell kind of discretionary income that you got that you could just toss to the side $5 or $25 at any given point. Like, shout out to you if you don't have bills to pay that you want to pay to have a roach or a rat eaten on Valentine's Day. I think you could treat yourself to something a little bit better than that. But that's just me. You know, and shout out to the San Antonio Zoo getting creative <laughs> with raising, you know, funds because I'm pretty sure there's going to be a large turnout for this. There's some sick people out there that want to see this stuff happen, but not me. I enjoy animals, but that's that's fucked up. I'm going to do that. switching gears a little bit something interesting happened to me today and I, I definitely want to get my 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 feelings off about this and, and get this off of my chest because I feel like this applies to everybody why is it that when you decide to dress nice people are automatically suspicious as if you got something going on that isn't normal to your routine and I asked this because one of my older friends had had saw me walking down the street and as he shouted out to me, he was like, hey, yo, Tim, what's going on? I was like, what's going on, man? Nothing much. He walks up to me. He was like, yo, you dressed mighty fresh today. Do you got something that you need to do? Like, you got a job interview or something? Mind you, this dude knows I have a job. I've told him about it six times. Maybe it's just bad memory. But why is it that anytime you decide to dress nice, the first reaction people have is that something important is going on in your life. As if you have no sense of style or fashion at any point in time, but today's the day you decide to do something important so you had to put an outfit on. Excuse me, my parents established some form of style for myself growing up. You know, hopefully that is the case for everybody. But just because I decide to put on a dope outfit doesn't mean something vital in my life is happening. Dressing up is dressing confidently, putting on something fly. And there was even one time someone asked me if I had a court date or if I had jury duty. <laughs> I was offended, but then again, I was kind of like, damn, dude, like, is it, does it have to be that bad that I decide to, you know, wear like a nice little blazer and a tie and some slacks that court's got to be an option? The person was obviously joking and I know them very well, but still. Like, is that the first thing that comes to everybody's mind when it comes to you dressing up? I know ladies out there that that want to dress up and look nice, you know, day to day. It's a confidence boost. 
you know, but there's, there's immediately a little bit of side eye, like, oh, there's something that you got going on that they must not know about. So they got to interrogate you and ask you five or six different questions that could possibly be the reason as to why you decided to dress up. Other than the actual fact that it could be that you want to put on a little something nice, you know, switch up your look a little bit, you know, give yourself a different vibe for the day. I mean, is it just me that I think that it's kind of cool that someone decides to switch up their style? I see people do it at my job on a consistent basis, trying on something different, or, you know, they just want to look the part. I don't automatically assume that somebody's got like an interview coming up for a promotion, but I'm not going to lie when the thought crosses my mind for a split second, like, hmm, I wonder, I wonder what job they're going for today. But I think it's something that we kind of got to get out of the rut about, you know, and I say that, you know, because... I feel that we all, you know, deserve an opportunity, you know, to boost morale, to boost our confidence and and to just change our perspective on things. I think we, you know, as just people just get caught up in the routine that we're going through on a on a, on a daily basis. And I feel like getting caught up in a rut or a routine is probably one of the worst things that you can do, you know. Yeah, you know, we're getting older, you know, we kind of settle in, but it doesn't mean that we can't switch it up every now and then, you know, whether it's your outfit, your hairstyle, you know, the, the color you decide to paint your nails or the shoes you decide to put on your feet. I think that, you know, everybody's style is different. And the thing I like most about it is that it, it can evolve, you know, clothing doesn't always have to be, you know, chromatic, like it doesn't have to be the same stagnant things. It doesn't have to be the same materials. You can switch it up every now and then. Now that's not to say <laughs> like I don't prefer to dress down most days. But you know that immediate you know connotation that we have that something must be going on in order for me to decide to change up my look. You know, I I find that highly suspect. You know, like I think we should all, you know, reevaluate the way that we have our form of thinking. You know, just with having those immediate reactions, you know, instead of taking a, a moment to first for one, admire the person's look, shout that person out, you know, big up their look, their outfit. You know, they might, of course, hit you with that obligatory, like, oh, I already know, or you didn't think I could do this or all this type of stuff. That aside, you know, taking a moment to admire someone's uniqueness and style can definitely be something that goes a long way. Not just for them, but for you as well. Because who knows? Who's to say that that look doesn't inspire you to switch up how you're going about your day? I think it's something that we should all honestly consider and move forward with, you know, a more open mind in terms of what we're doing on a consistent basis. The switch up is always the next to the come up, in my opinion. You know, and I definitely want to hear what y'all got to say about that. that'll do it for episode two of put that on everything i appreciate all the love and support you guys have shown through the first episode and by listening to the second i definitely want you guys to leave some feedback and some love i'm gonna leave a link in the description to the podcast where you can send a message as i want to feature your guys comments thoughts feedback ideas on what the show should be about whatever you think would be a great thing to add in. I want to feature you guys because you guys are part of this show as well. And I definitely am going to be having a special guest debuting next week. 
details to be determined at this point not going to give it away it's going to be a great guest it's going to be a great show can't wait to have them on and you guys are going to love it as well so make sure again i'm going to leave that link in the description for you guys to leave a voice message or send something back to me that you would like to see on the show because you never know i might drop it on the next one holla i appreciate the love peace <laughs>